Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Now let's try Cappy again. Cap, we got oh, you. Had, I had him reset his entire. Okay, thing. no all worries. Right. So, so no Cap. Andy. All right, that's all right. He'll be back in a couple minutes. Hey, what's up, Andy? How you doing? All is good. All is great. In fact, uh, I, I, I get you on this winning streak. Yeah, how about that? Tied for the lead. You know, that's the thing about me. I'm I'm like AI. I'm self learning, <laughs> and I'm starting to figure out game of games. There you Boy, go. This yeah. thing is learned very slowly. You've very been doing this game slowly. of games for a long time. <laughs> yes, it's taken a long time. <laughs> so I saw a tweet from you today, Andy. You said that your daughter is playing volleyball, and because of that, you have taken an interest in the sport. Yeah. How old is your daughter? She's twelve. See, I thought your daughter was like five. No, that's that's. I mean, uh, our lives are just a blur. I know. Twelve. Yes. Yeah, I thought 12. Andy's daughter was young. Like yeah. five. Brian though has a daughter that's almost five. Okay, maybe okay. maybe that's but where my confusion. He's got several of them. Right? He, he's got three children. Three of the children around. running around, and you've just got one. of I've the I've just children. got the one running around, and she's she's an anime expert. She is an anime expert, and anime is what got her into volleyball. Other than volleyball, she has no interest in sports whatsoever, particularly team sports. Just finds them boring. She got into volleyball because she started watching an anime. That was about a high school volleyball team. Wow. Okay, so here's a little known, Andy, you probably know this now that you're a volleyball fan, but little known fact. Um, volleyball is now like for 25 years, the national championship was won by uh, UCLA, USC, San Diego State, mm-hmm. Santa Barbara. You know, volleyball's where you think volleyball yep. would, would be played. Now, it is because of Title IX. And because girls need to get scholarships to keep up with the boys, a lot of schools like Penn State mm-hmm. and Nebraska yep. and other like Midwestern Louisville. cities where you would never assume volleyball is a thing all have girls from Southern California. And like Miracosta, where my son went to school, they're, they're taking like the 10th and 11th girls off the roster and giving them scholarships to go to Penn State. Yeah, it's crazy. Growing up in St. Louis, I never saw a volleyball a volleyball net, a volleyball court. It's not that way I, anymore. I had never even been around the sport mm-hmm. until just moving out here, like see, like in college, like just seeing volleyball nets around USC. It's like something growing up in yeah. the Midwest I was not exposed to in the slightest. On that note, uh, Scott Kaplan, Cappy's back. Hot take on volleyball. Go. You want to see really, really, really good-looking people? Yeah. Go to the beach and watch yeah. volleyball. That's true. a that's actually a hundred percent accurate. Very true. Very true, uh, Cappy. Good so, hot take. Cap, I just saw this story come across the as Hacksaw would say, 
the high speed sports wire. Loma Linda, do you love me? Yeah, um, <laughs> no. which which I actually call the ticker on ESPN. Now, yes, <laughs> that Phil Mickelson has come out today and said, uh, Billy Walters alleges that Phil has bet over a billion dollars over the last thirty years on sports. Amazing. Wow. So Phil has come out and said. I'm not going to bet on football this year. Really? Yeah, I'm just not going to do it because I want to change the image. Now, here's my thing. I have no issue with anyone betting money as long as they can afford to lose it. And Phil Mickelson, it sounds like, could afford to lose it. Yeah. Right? It's it's true. I mean, you wonder. Like, your Charles Barkley goes to Vegas on a weekend and blows a million dollars. I think Charles Barkley makes a million dollars in the first month in the NBA season. Right, right. Yeah, Cap, do you have any issue with, like, do you think Mickelson should stop gambling? Um, I don't really like, I'm kind of with you, John, like if you would like to gamble on football, that's your deal. Do your thing. But I feel like Phil, um, is kind of under siege right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, that like, could be it. Because Phil has always been perceived as like the really, really good, nice guy. And nah, I think that a lot of people question whether or not that's real. And Billy Walters do you guys, everybody here know who Billy is? No, you know I, mean? I don't. The You don't? No. He's I the know, most famous sports gambler in the world. Oh, okay. Mace, they once did an HBO Real Sports on this guy. Yeah. And they show you his, what I'll, I'll put this in quotes, his boiler room, mm-hmm. where he's got all these people working, and it looks like they're trading stocks all day, mm. but they're all analyzing sports. Wow. And so Billy Walters, if you don't know the story, which if you don't, most other people might not either, Billy Walters went to jail, white-collar type place, not that long ago, because when Phil Mickelson, when there was that whole talk about like insider trading, do you recall that? Yes. Yes, yes yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Billy um, didn't uh, rat, I guess, is the best way to put it, and, um, and so he went and served the time. But according to the way the reports seem to look, everybody was involved. He was like Barry Bonds' Balco guy. Well, okay. and what I read the book. He oh, you did interesting. Yeah, he feels that Phil did him a tremendous disservice. Yeah, that Phil could have cleared the whole thing up. He didn't. Billy Walters went to jail for it, hence one of the reasons why he wrote the book. That's right. right. And right. so one yeah. of the things that Billy and I only read the excerpts of John. You've read it. You you know this. Um, but he he talks about how. Um, Phil calls him one day and tells him to bet on the Ryder Cup. And and Billy says, Phil, I can't bet on the Ryder Cup. These guys are partners, right? I mean, yeah, John, right. isn't that the way he describes it? They're yeah. gambling partners, they, right? They, on, on three separate occasions. They, yeah. they had a, a, an arrangement, as Billy calls it. And, and Billy, according to the way he, he puts it, is, Phil, I'm not going to bet on the Ryder Cup. Do you not know who Pete Rose is? Yeah, right. And so when when Phil has been asked subsequently, did you, did you uh, bet on, on the Ryder Cup? Phil's like, I never bet on the Ryder Cup. Well, yeah, but what about what Billy said about how you wanted to bet? And uh, I didn't bet on it. So I kind of, John, I guess to, to, to getting back to your question, I kind of feel like he's trying to clean it up. Yeah, I, I think it's, if nothing else, Phil Mickelson may be saying without coming out and saying it, I've got a gambling problem and I'm trying to get this under control. Correct. Correct. That uh, Otherwise, because I'm a big live and let live guy. Hey, if you got you got billion dollars and you got Saudi, all that stuff, go bet it as much as you want. It doesn't bother me. Um, you know, you may hurt yourself, but that's not my business. Um, but if you're coming out and saying, um, I'm not going to bet football this year, it seems to be acknowledging that you're trying yeah, to get a gambling it's, it's issue It's not an issue. Of, it's not an issue of morality with Phil because It's an issue of... He seems to be acknowledging I had a problem. I will say, though, once it's become known you've bet a billion dollars over the years, 
not betting one season of football is not going to clear true. up your image. That is true. Like at this point, you might as well just be <laughs> yeah. betting. A billion with a B. But I took one NFL season off. Yeah, hey, hey, guys. So don't anybody, judge me. Does anybody here bet on football games? Uh, I used to. Not, not for real. Not in real life. Just fake money. Fantasy, okay. fantasy football, that's it. Okay. I'm going to tell a story, and I'm going to get Andy's feedback and advice later. Mm-hmm. I decided this weekend I'm going to try and do what all these younger guys are doing which is everybody's betting on football right and there's lots of ways to do it uh there's offshore books etc cetera, etc cetera. there's your guy i got a bookie you got a guy right yeah, i got a bookie but i decided this weekend vin, I'm gonna... his name is vin <laughs> vin is his name vin the bookie okay gotcha yeah i don't want to mention his last name okay can i can Privacy. i bet five dimes on him with him you can bet five dimes but do you have five dimes <laughs> i don't know if i got five dimes to bet. you have literal dimes yeah like 10, 50 <laughs> cents like, like 50 cents right. you guys take bets of 50 cents a dime is actually Ten grand. Ten grand. You know how I learned that? Kevin Pollock. <laughs> Kevin Pollock came in studio. He yep. was working on something. Yeah. And he came in studio and he goes, hey, I got a dime on that game. And I go, I go, uh, I said something like, what, ten bucks? He goes, ten grand. <laughs> I went ten bucks. Wow, yeah, ten bucks is not, that game. Ten bucks is not worth coming up with terminology. Isn't it amazing though? We both remember that yeah. exactly. Well, he it play, was Kevin. He Pollock. plays in the World Series of Poker all yeah, the time. True. Like he clearly likes the gambling lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. But I've I've never been on football games, and you're going to uh, start. And I well, I started yesterday. Mm-hmm. Things did not go well for mm. me, and I may never bet another football game. It How man? What was bad? your record? My record is now currently zero and three. Oh wow! What did you? What were your picks yesterday? Um, well, I only I bet a well. The very first football game I ever bet was like thirty years ago. Okay, all right. Which is why I've never bet since. Okay. And then this past weekend, I decided I was going to actually bet on two games. Okay, what were the two? The two games were I bet with my heart. I acknowledge this. I bet on the Pitt West Virginia game. Okay. I should have bet on the Colorado Colorado State game because I honestly thought that would be a much closer game. Because everybody was already predicting that Prime was going to pound on him. You yep. know? Yeah, I, I lost uh, a mythical money bet on that game. I, I took Colorado. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. And I bet yesterday, I'm gonna, I don't want to tell you too much because I want Mace to get in his car and have enough time to okay, hear this Okay, yeah, story. I want to be able to hear this, yeah. I bet on the Rams-Niners game yesterday. Oh, good for you. But you bet on the Niners? Johnny I? Oh! That is the worst backdoor cover, yeah. Cappy, that I think anyone... That's a sign from the gambling gods that you should not you gamble. You should not gamble, Correct. Cappy. You I have, should not. I have never, Andy, ever seen in my 40 years of watching football a team kick an absolutely meaningless field goal, meaningless field goal at the end of a game that swung the spread the other way. I really hope that McVay did that specifically to screw over the Niner fans who bet the points. Like, it was just like, look, we're not going to win this game, but double middle fingers to all of you in this stadium right now and all of you watching it all over the country, screw you. I'm going to mess up your bet. I hope he did it We talked about this earlier, and we think the only – when we have McVay on this week, we'll ask him, but we think the only thing he can say is it's not likely to happen, but some of the tiebreakers come playoff time involve point differential. So rather than just take a knee – I took the three Make points. him really yeah. comfortable then just slip in. Did you know the line ahead of time? At, see if you can get him to slip Well, how about if you say it like line. this? How yeah. about if you say, like, Coach, in today's day and age where gambling is such a part of, of the sport, um, are you, as coaches, aware of the spread? 
Like, oh, play completely that's a good dumb. question. I am going to write that question down. The guy's got five dimes. We could just record that oh, and yeah, play it for him. that and play it for him. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Yeah. Mace, I texted you during the game yesterday. Yeah, I know. And I noticed you're wearing... A very nice looking red shirt today. Yeah, red. red uh, these are actually USC. I view these as USC colors. Uh, yeah, it's kind, kind of a Niners shirt. Kind I didn't think about it USC until now. Colors, but Do you yeah. feel like I, I was just wondering if maybe yesterday you had to lay down the law at SoFi and maybe you took that right off a Niner fan? Uh, absolutely not. I did not take it off a Niner fan. It's not meant to be Niner colors. Uh, so it's Sunday swagger. And you know how I feel about Sunday swagger. I know how you feel. This was the next shir- shirt in the rotation. Oh, in the collection. What did, what did we text yesterday? Well, I, I really was asking. I was watching the game on television. And on television, it really looked like completely SoFi. Completely yeah. red. It now was. Look, now look. We've seen Niner fans come into L.A. and take over SoFi Stadium, call it 50-50, call it 60-40. But on TV yesterday, it looked like full 100% Niner home Yeah, game. it was either 85-15 or uh, 90-10. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was that. And for whatever reason, this was the worst one. Like, past Niner games haven't been as bad as this one. This was the worst one, and I'm shocked because it's the opener, and you would think that this is the one game Rams uh, season ticket holders would want to use their tickets, but uh, everybody sold out. You know, what I what I don't understand is, so I would imagine a big chunk of that crowd is people flying down from Frisco, right? That's pro- mm-hmm. It's an easy flight. Uh, the other thing is people who are Los Angeles fans, who grew up in Los Angeles, Angelinos, who didn't have a football team to root for all all these years and they adopted the Niners because they were winning and they were in California I would imagine there's a big chunk of that um it's gonna I mean you know, this is year eight of the of the franchise for all intents and purposes so it's going to take a it's little also time. a lot of people who grew up from Northern California and for whatever reason moved to Southern California because it's cooler yeah because exactly. it's cooler to live in oh, Southern by California. the way uh Robert Wilkins just pointed out to us over Twitter Phil Mickelson flat out acknowledged he had crossed the lines with gambling. He sent out a really long Twitter post. I won't read it all, but he said, I won't be betting this year because I crossed the line of moderation and into addiction, which isn't any fun at all. Oh, so he, there you go. So, so that wow. really is. That's so good for him then. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, that addiction thing's going to be a big thing with gambling now. Uh, and, and, you know, it's one of those ones where, you know, I'm like, again, it's it is your life. My, uh, if that's what you want to do, I mean, they're they're definitely going to be addiction problems. But that's just part of the game. My granduncle had a bad gambling problem, and he used to, he used to work in Vegas. He was kind of like a big muckety muck at a hotel, and you know because of that, he he had access to a lot of people who had a lot of money around the tables a lot, and he got himself into some serious trouble. My dad did too. It. My dad got into trouble. Oh really? Um, oh yeah, yeah. He got into trouble. Uh, in fact, I, his bookie is still working in Toledo, Ohio. No I, kidding. I know for a fact Even he's still in this there. This age of legalized betting, he's still there and he's still working. I know exact. I'll tell you off the air what he does, but he's still still there. My dad, uh, uh, one time cleaned out my savings account filled with. <laughs> My like kid money, kid money, like little kid money. Like How much? Three hundred dollars. Did he that break I saved like an up. actual piggy bank? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> he actually went to the bank, the savings loan, took the three hundred wow. or so dollars out, and uh, and went. How do you do? It. 
Uh, I, I assume he lost. <laughs> I can only assume he lost. And I'm guessing you never saw that 300 no. bucks again. When you dip into your kid's savings account, chances yeah. are you're not winning. When did you know that he took the money? The next time I deposited my grandmother's <laughs> birthday check. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they the, said- Your balance is zero. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you then, then your grandma gave you 10 bucks and you, you began to build it back Started up? Started building it back up and hey, changing wow. the account number. <laughs> Here's the key. Yeah. The key is be cheap. Yep. Check. That's me. Mm-hmm. And then lose early. Check. That's me. See, when you're cheap and you lose in gambling, you get scared out of gambling. Yeah. I think you're there, Cap. So you're scared out. That is one of the worst beats I've ever seen. That was a brutal one. When I, Sean McVay kicked a meaningless field goal to swing the spread. I, I, I didn't even understand it. I By the way, Cappy, are you I'm I'm the one person on this show, you can jump in on this too, Andy, that doesn't think Brandon Staley should be fired. If oh, it was no. up if it was up to Mace <laughs> sure. Cappy Brian, wants him to stay. Yeah. Brian Cappy would or, give an extension. <laughs> uh Greg, he would have been fired immediately after the Cappy game. Cappy loves yesterday. the guy though, because oh, yeah. he's losing. No, no. I think Brandon Staley deserves an extension and a raise. <laughs> it's like the way you used to feel about Clay Helton, John. I yeah. mean, dude. You're, Mason would say, you're the Clay. I'd go, 10-year extension. Exactly. I cannot believe well, – the, the, I can believe that organizationally this is what they do. They hire guys who are first-time head coaches who are much less expensive than experienced coaches, and they go after guys that are not always in demand, and they want somebody that's controllable. And so when you're a young guy and you want a head coaching job and it's 3 or $4 million a year, you'll take that job. doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter who owns the team. And it doesn't matter what you have to do. I'm a head coach in the NFL. I made it. I want him to keep Brandon Staley. Did you guys see his post-game press conference? Yeah, yeah we so played yeah, it earlier. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you guys will Although play it Although I didn't think he was unhinged. No, he's not unhinged, but he's, he's unrealistic. Um, well, I, it, by the way, here's their schedule. They go to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. This oh week, so it'll be zero and three if they yeah, lose. Zero oh and three, yeah. Though both those teams are zero and two, and Minnesota is yeah. a tough place to play. After that, they play Dallas, Kansas City, and the Raiders. Ooh. Oh wow! So they could start one and five. And now, by the way, Cap, there's a theory that the Chargers still won't fire in midseason because the Spanos just won't want to pay two coaches. Do you buy that? Um, part of it. I think the, the other reason that they won't do it is because they don't really feel like they've got a, another coach like standing by. I know people think Kellen Moore would be that guy, but yeah. I, I, I just don't think – put it this way. He would take over, by the way, if they did blow out Brandon well, Staley. The other thing is you can get Kellen Moore this offseason. You don't need to be paying two guys at once to get Kellen well, he's Moore. Well, he's, no, on the he's staff. already on the staff he's now. That's, yeah. that's yeah. my point, though. If you're going to end up going with Kellen Moore anyway, you might as well not be paying. I guess it wouldn't be. I All guess I know is this, same. is that this guy be. was brought in is supposed to be some defensive genius, and their defense is horrendous, and they've got I've got a really good talent. Cappy that is mind-blowing with the defense. Oh, boy. The right, stay tuned me. to be mind-blown. Oh, my mind will be blown oh, on my will. drive it home will. today. <laughs> it's shocking. Coming up next for you, Shadano and Cap. Andy is in for George today, and we're back tomorrow at 1. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Bing, ba dum boom Bang, ba dum boom Come on, Andy. Doom, ba dum boom ba dum boom boom Doom, ba dum boom ba dum boom I like your roll, man. You're going all the way across. Boom, ba dum boom yeah, it's Monday afternoon. Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN and just getting onto the airwaves. Got Andy Kay in the house. Got the queen. Got producer Tyler here today. So we got a crew. And um, guys, it was an amazing football weekend. I, like, I so look forward to Mondays when we get back on the air after an amazing weekend of football like this past weekend. College football on Saturday. I was up till all hours watching Coach Prime like everybody else in America. And then yesterday, my Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And then give some credit to the Rams. I think people are going to like the Rams because they, they, they give a lot of effort. They may not have a lot of superstars, and they may not be great, but there's a lot of guys out there giving you some serious effort, Andy. So I think they're a likable team even though I don't know where they're going quite yet. Well, I mean, they're beyond just giving effort. They're beyond just likable. They're entertaining. Like, they're actually, so far, two games in, a really fun team to watch. So it's like, okay, maybe they're not real contenders. Maybe this is not a year where they make some type of playoff run. Maybe it's a year where they're 500-ish. Like, once the rest of the league starts getting a look at some of these guys, being able to scout them, whatever. But they seem fun. If nothing else, the season could be entertaining. And for a year that was low on expectations anyway, you can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah, I mean, the the Puka Nakua story is not just some little local story. Um, To have a guy be drafted in the fifth round out of a school like BYU, we're not talking about Alabama, Ohio State, USC. To have a guy drafted in the fifth round out of BYU, most of which of us uh, never saw or heard of him in college, To be targeted 15 times in your first game is ridiculous. To be targeted 20 times in the second game with 15 receptions is unheard of. Literally setting an NFL record for targets and receptions and yards through the first two games of his career, that's a very likable story, even though they lost this game yesterday in front of all those Niner fans at SoFi. Well, this is part of, though, also what makes this fun. It's like, let's say as the season goes along, you know, hopefully Cooper Cup can get back by game five, get off the IR. But let's just say as this season goes along, sort of like water seeks its own level, you start seeing teams around the league get a better look at this team. They start being able to scout them better. Like the lack of talent or lack of high-end talent, established talent, starts to catch up with this team. Puka Nakua looks like he could be a high-end receiver for the Rams moving forward, like a legit weapon that you play alongside Cooper Cup, and then that in and of itself gives you something to look forward to with this whole season, something to think about with the future. Like, it makes this whole season worth watching if you feel like you are watching the beginning of something that could be really special. 
So, um, look, here's the one thing. I went back today and tried to do a little research. And because, honestly, like 20 targets is unheard of. I, I can't remember the last time I even heard of a wide receiver in the NFL receiving 20 targets, let alone 15 receptions. The year that Cooper Cup won the Triple Crown for receiving uh, for yards, receptions, touchdowns, he was never targeted 20 times. In fact, the most he was ever targeted in that year was 15. 20 targets for a rookie from BYU who's a fifth-round draft choice? It's an insane story. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, just tw- 20 targets. Like, the idea that, that Matt Stafford already feels this level of trust for a rookie, like, I understand that to some degree this is thrust upon him, you know, like he, with Cooper Cup not there. And Cup used to be the guy that Stafford was always looking for first, second, third, whatever. Like, to some degree, this is what you're working with. But at the same time, he doesn't target Tutu Atwell the same way. He doesn't target Van Jefferson the same way. He doesn't look to get Kyron Williams, you know, some dump off passes the same way. He sees opportunity in Nakua. And He's making good on that opportunity. Like he he looks poised and ready for this. He does not look nervous in any way. He looks like he recognizes I was not expecting this heading into the season, but this is a real opportunity. I'm going to grab it. Yeah, when we were out at training camp and we were watching this kid and he was running with the number 1 team, we were like, "Who is this guy?" But I never in my wildest dreams, and I guarantee you him too ever would have thought he'd have 35 passes thrown his way in two weeks 35 passes thrown your way for a fifth round draft choice would be a nice season (laughs) absolutely like he probably went into this season thinking you know what i'll have 35 targets this year like you know 17 game sees i'm targeted you know two three times a game and you know what that's great it means that i'm out on the field a lot it means that i'm involved it means that i've got something to build on 35 targets in two games is insane. It's insane. It's crazy. Hey, listen, 35 targets, 25 receptions, nearly 250 yards receiving, uh, but there's one small thing missing, and this is the difference between Cooper Cup and his experience and Puka Nakua and all these targets over the last two weeks. Zero touchdowns in both of these games. Zero. So the yards after catch, not necessarily there. The breaking of tackles, the making of plays, the scoring, not quite the same. So that's an amazing story, but but Andy, I gotta say, and I'll say hi to everybody. Queen, how you doing? You, you have a good weekend? Good football weekend? I did. I had a good. I had a good weekend. It was the you know we didn't get the W, but it was all good. So and you had did fun. Go to the, you went to the Rams game. I did. I was there. And you took the boo. I did take the boo. Okay. Yeah. And did you did you party in the parking lot with everybody? Because you know you were no saying, no I what did, no. So I went to bed at like four or five in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, trying to get up at eight. To get ready and tailgate was not, you know, I'm 35, man. It was not. Why happening. were you up so late the night before? So I moved about a month ago, and I'm still trying to figure things out. And I get. Oh, it really... wasn't because you were watching Coach Prime all night, or maybe watching a replay of Coach Prime. No, that game lasted till after midnight. No, on no, Saturday that, that's night. that's all your wheelhouse, Cap. Okay. That's I, not my wheelhouse. I, but yeah, I get really anxious when my place isn't clean and done. So, yeah, my boyfriend's like, you're such a typical Latina. Like, it has to be clean, and you can't go to sleep. I, as someone <laughs> married to a Latina. I understand yeah. what the boo's saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, because you are the boo in oh, that relationship. Every, do you do this too, Laura? When she is in a bad mood, she goes into cleaning mode. Yeah. And Or shopping. And more cleaning. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. least around the house, it's more cleaning. Yeah. And cleaning mode, whether it is meant to be this way or not, and probably some, probably it's more often a little bit of both, 
it feels like it's a passive aggressive side eye towards me. Oh my God, no, that's what he said on Saturday. Yes. <laughs> like, why are you mad at me? Because like I'm not. <laughs> no, because your energy while cleaning seems like aggro, hostile? focused, hostile. Yeah. Like it feels like you are cleaning from a place of resentment, and I can only imagine <laughs> where that resentment is being directed. He felt the same way, sorry to like completely throw this in a different direction, that I had to apologize yesterday after the game because he was a little quiet. And I was like, babe, I wasn't mad at you. I just had things to do and, you know, we had to go to the game. And he's like, I just felt you were mad at me for no reason. And I'm like, I wasn't. Why so. you come to work? I'm sorry? Do what you were cleaning. Why just tell the boo to clean? He was helping me clean. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Right. You were cutting off a little bit there, Cappy. All right. Um, but yeah. No, but anyways, we did go to the game. We didn't tailgate, but I still had a good time. You know, people kept messaging me on social media like, oh, it's a sea of red. Like, <laughs> duh. We already knew that. No, nah, not like, that bad. No, I, I somebody asked me, what's the percentage? And I said, 80-20. 80-20, 85-15. I said, 80-20 is being nice. 85-15, maybe 90-10. I mean, it depends on what time you were asking me because I felt like it kept getting brighter and brighter red. But to me, that's a very tired bit. Like, we already know that. It's not new. You know, when the when the Raiders come, it's black and silver. Like, Here's the thing. It's not new, but it is actually it's kind of shocking. Yeah, it's not a tired bit. It's it's for a, me it is. It's, it, it's not though because here's the thing. See, everybody ridicules the Chargers when the Dolphin fans take over because mm-hmm. we've all become accustomed to that. This is only one team. It's only the 49ers that do this to the Rams. You know, it, the Ra- I feel like the Raiders have a, a, a good no, but, well with the time that we did you know play them last because I was take for the that Raiders, game. But just take the Raiders out of it for a second, just because they've got their own local connection, mm-hmm. you know, and they spent their time. But I'm ser- like a, a team that has no local connection, the Niners. Right. They, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's not. It's not like the Rams fans are going. Well, you know what? Um, hey, last year they took over half of our place, but this year we're going to make sure we help. We have home field advantage. I get that, but. The reason why I said is it's a tired bit because, like, I'll put Briones, for example, right? He didn't have a team. Oh, his attitude must have just been out of control. You know what? I didn't. It's fine. Who cares? He's tired. That dude's ego. So his ego is already huge (laughs) as it is, let alone on Sunday, right? But what I was getting as he grew up a Niner fan because of his dad. He's talked about a story and why he was a Niner fan. Now he has a daughter. So his daughter, if you see on the videos, she's like, yeah, go Niners, right? Like, that's because he's teaching his daughter to be a Niner fan. So for me, my sister married a Chargers fan. And her kids are like, go charge. I was like, no, 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 no. Please, I did Cap, trust me. I've bought them jerseys. I've bought them Rams gear. And their dad is like, not here. And I'm like, dude, it's a at least the Rams. You should speak to them, Cappy, like an intervention. I know. You should. I should get I should get the uh your your brother in law uh, I should get him a Charger Hater Club card. Do you, do you, you throw it wallet? right back in your face. Do you yeah. remember the show Scared Straight? Yeah. Where like these kids do. on bad paths that get taken to a prison and like these prisoners would yell at them right. and stuff like that. You should do that with the Chargers. Right. I, I, do, I should. Listen, I need your help, Cap, on that well, one. I, I, and I'm just going to explain to them that get ready. You're teaching your kids about heartbreak in life. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what mm-hmm. you're teaching your kids. Mm-hmm. But, you know, seriously, like to me, all I'm saying is this. You know, if you're in San Diego and the Padres are playing the Dodgers, you've come to expect the Dodger fans to take over. 
but you would never go to a Laker game and expect the Warrior fans to take over. You would never go to a Dodger game and expect the Giants fans to take over. So I don't really understand why everybody just kind of accepts it. And by the way, the Niner fans, they're not just doing it to the Rams. That's the other part of it. This Niner fan base did it in Pittsburgh the week before. So they're, they are like taking great pleasure. Like a lot of Dodger fans will go to another city and take over a stadium. The, the 49er fans, it's, it's what they do now. I think that, sorry to cut you off, it's just the Dodger fans get hated a lot, right? Because they do that. And I saw someone post that Philly fans suck, but Niner fans suck even more because of that huge ego and because of what they're doing. But, I mean, for me, it's like, whatever, you come, you spend money at the stadium, you leave it there, you invest in our house. So, cool, thanks. Nah, I just look forward to the day where, where Rams fans are like, no, not here. Not here. I'm not selling these tickets. All right, listen, we're just getting going. I want to start off by saying this. Coach Sean McVay owes me some money. (laughs) Okay? Coach McVay owes me a couple bucks. I'm going to explain why. Coming right back, we're just underway. We're just getting rolling. Andy's in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yeah, it's amazing. James Gandolfini, man, gone a long time already and very young. And, of course, everybody thinks about Sopranos, but, Andy, I always think about a movie called 8mm. Yeah, with Nick Cage. And he was just the scariest, like, creepiest dude ever. He's had a few roles where he's been super scary, super creepy. Have you ever seen True Romance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah, is. With, uh, what, what's with the name? Christian Slater and Patricia yeah. Arquette. Yes. He is seriously scary right. in this scene where he has a fight. Yeah. With Patricia Arquette. Right, and he beats her up pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, she ends up, I guess, spoiler alert, it's about 30 years now. (laughs) She ends up coming out on top, but it is a really, really intense scene. Right, wow, James Gandolfini, man. He's a good actor. Yeah, really was. Hey, um, so I said at the break, uh, going into the break, I said, Coach Sean McVay owes me money. Let me explain what I mean. So, hey guys, does anybody here gamble on football? Because... I know so many people that for so many years when gambling was taboo, they still gambled on football, and I never gambled on it, mostly because, first of all, like you were kind of told as a college player, dude, you gamble on anything like this, you're in huge trouble, you'll throw your career away. So gambling was like programmed in my mind as a bad thing as an 18-year-old kid. And then when I was about 19 years old, I was in college, and I had a, a guy who lived next door to me. He's from Philly. He's from the streets. He's from Philly. Hey, Cap. Hey, Cap. You want to bet on the game? And Andy, I think Buffalo with Jim Kelly was playing like Boomer Esiason with the Bengals. And it was an automatic home run, no doubt about it. The Bills are going to win this game. So I bet $50 on the game. $50 that, of course, I didn't have, right? I'm a college kid. And, and of course, the Bengals pulled the upset, and I lost. So the next day he goes, hey, Cap, I need to get that money for the guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, hold on. Wait, you mean you actually have to pay? (laughs) It's like my first bet. I didn't know. I thought maybe they got like a free version or something. So I lost my first bet. I never gamble on another football game ever again my entire life. Okay, so a couple of questions on this because this opens up a lot. First of all, 
Did you ever give the guy the 50 bucks? Yes, I gave him the money. Okay. I paid up. I didn't want him to break my thumbs. I was going to ask. That was my second question. Did yeah. he... Did he offer any threat? No did, threat. Did it make you feel intimidated? Did it make it clear like you pay up or you know your thumbs are in danger? I, I just I guess these guys were like, hey, listen, this is the way it goes. So you got to pay. You made the bet. You got to pay it. I'm a college kid, a college athlete, and I bet illegally. Okay, this is thirty plus years ago. If I won the bet, who knows? Maybe I'd be a gambler. Andy, I've never bet another football game my entire life until this weekend. Well, it's very clear that you could have used in that moment a million bucks. Speaking of which, Million Dollar Mondays nice. back on 710 thanks to Hollywood Park Casino. Keep listening all day for the cue to call. When you hear it, be caller number seven. Give us your Super Bowl predictions, both teams in the final score, and you could be winning a million bucks. And just for playing, you'll get two tickets to a game at SoFi, Million Dollar Mondays on 710 ESPN, presented by Hollywood Park Casino, Eat, Drink, Play. Do you know that last year we had four listeners, all of whom had a chance? They had Kansas City and Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. Four people on Super Bowl Sunday all had a chance to win a million dollars last year. That's pretty crazy. Crazy, right? Yeah. Okay, so back to this story. So I bet this game, I'm 19 years old. I've never bet another football game in my entire life, I swear. I, I've been you to Vegas. You were scared I've, this badly by one experience. Just never, I just I lost, I paid the money, I never bet another football game ever again. Whether it was because I was brainwashed as a kid, gambling is bad, meaning like, you know, in college football, um, maybe it's being around the NFL for the last 25 years, you can't gamble, you can't gamble. I've never bet on another football game. But this year I decided... I'm going to try and bet on football. So I made one bet yesterday. One bet. $20. I'll, I'll be completely honest with what I bet. I bet $20 on the Niners to cover the 7.5. Now think about that. The Niners have a lead of 10 points mm-hmm. with four seconds remaining in the game. The Rams kick a field goal. The Rams are going to lose the game. But the question is, by how many points? They kick the field goal, it's successful, time runs out, and the Rams lose by 7, not by 10. I've heard Al Michaels comment on this stuff forever. I've seen Scott Van Pelt talk about bad beats. Oh, yeah. I've never paid attention to a game and a result ever, ever, ever from a gambling perspective. Never. Yesterday, I had $20 on the game. Why was Coach McVay kicking a field goal with four seconds to go? My theory, and this isn't even so much my theory, it's just my hope, is that McVay realized, okay, we're not going to win this game, but damn it, we can stick it to all of these Niner fans who are happy about this win, and they... They laid the points. They laid down the ten. They laid down whatever the spread was. We're gonna screw up that spread. We are, if nothing else, going to take away the money from these Niner fans putting money on the game. Like he did it, just pure petty. That's my hope. Because you're right, it really makes no sense. But I would respect it. I mean, obviously, I feel bad for you, Cappy. Oh, don't worry about me. It was 20 bucks. Not going to make or break the, the world. But come on, man. That I, was such a weird thing. I would thing. so respect it if McVeigh did this because he was aware of the line and did it purely out of petty. Okay, here's my guess. You ready? My guess is Sean McVeigh's a football guy. Sean McVeigh doesn't know the line going into the game. And Sean McVeigh doesn't care about the line going into the game. He has no exposure whatsoever to the gambling side of football. 
That's just my own kind of guess because that's how I thought about it my whole life, and I'm just guessing that as a pure football guy and as a real football coach, Sean McVay doesn't have one sense of the line in the game, not one. My guess is is that Sean McVay was thinking, well, we need two scores, okay? Should we go for the Hail Mary here, and if we don't get it, game's over, versus should we kick the field goal and then, I don't know, hope that there's time left on the clock to maybe make a play? It, it doesn't make any sense. Everybody knows it's going to take four seconds for the field goal to go. It doesn't matter if it's 50 yards or 25 yards. It, snap, hold, kick, balls in the air, referees say good. That's six, seven seconds. Right, but you know what does make sense? Petty. Petty <laughs> makes sense. Petty makes 100% sense. There is there is one other avenue of this where it would actually make sense if you want the voice of reason. And, All right, let's hear it. You know, I've got it for you potentially, and this is something that Bergman actually mentioned on Mason and Ireland. If, for whatever reason, the Rams come to the end of the season and they're tied with another team from a standings perspective, they will look at the points scored and the point differentials to figure out which team should have the leverage in that situation. So here, with the Rams being down by 10 with minimal time, if they could get any points at all, that's the situation that they were in, and the only points that were available to them at the time was the field goal. Okay, so I I understand where everybody's coming from on that point of view. I never thought about that, and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. I'm not buying that. <laughs> You're just upset about your 20 bucks. No, no, it's, it's not the $20. It's, it's just more of... How many years have I heard people who are involved in the gambling side of football talk about this? And I've never paid attention to a word these folks said. Never one time. Because I don't gamble on if, football. If you do this long enough, like, you know, I I don't bet on sports the way I used to, like way back in the day. I don't have the same disposable income. Now I have to put it towards my child and, and family and things like that. But Got to do dad stuff. Right. But back when I was single and only had to worry about me, I bet on a lot of sports. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to play cards all the time. I, I used to regularly play in a couple Hold'em games. I've been on the right and the wrong end of bad beats, both in sports gambling and in poker. You never forget them. Yeah, <laughs> like you I truly mean, never like, forget them. Like I, will, I will be telling this story 20 years from now. So I hadn't gambled in 30 years. I finally decided to bet a football game. I bet $20. The Niners had a 10-point lead with four seconds to go in the game, and I've never, ever, ever seen a coach decide to kick a meaningless field goal when it wasn't a a game-winning type of play. In other words, if, if there were 19 seconds on the clock and coach decides to kick the field goal, well, he's got 14 seconds to kick the onside kick and maybe get the ball back. That's a winning play, a play that gives you a chance to win. I would love, love, love to know, coach, what inspired that decision? Because he may tell us, hey, guys, you get to the end of the season, how many points did we have? We need every point. we got to think about that. And then he's letting you into his mind like that's how a coach thinks. But if it's my theory, spite, petty, yeah. he's never going to say it. Oh, dude, it would be so much better if it was I, spite and petty. I, I would have no l- idea what that means. I mean, he's a look, Sean McVay, is pre- he's already at a young age. He's a made guy in the league you know, with this team, whatever. He could actually get away with saying, yeah, I did it as a double middle finger to all the Niners betters. Like he I mean, could, he could get away with it. I, I read something earlier today that all the books in Las Vegas made all their money back on that field goal. Oh, it, it was disastrous. Right. It was disastrous for so many gamblers. 
I have never bet on a game in 30 years. The one game I decide to bet on, I'm like, you know what? I think the Niners are better. <laughs> I give the Rams credit. They really played hard yesterday. They, they, they don't have the roster that they've had when they won the Super Bowl two years ago. There's a younger group of guys, a lot of first and second year players. Um, their offensive line took, you know, a, a hit yesterday when they're, when Joe Nopun went out. I mean, like, I'm, I want to root for these guys, but I honestly thought they would lose the game. And I thought they would lose by more than seven okay, points. Now, this time around, Cappy, though, when you laid down the twenty bucks, did yeah. you have the twenty bucks? Yeah, I had it. I had it. But and are you going to make another bet after this one, or is it going to go another thirty years? You know what, dude? Honestly, I opened an account with a hundred dollars. There's like seventy dollars in there. I think I'll probably bet the the seventy bucks. Yeah, like I'll, I'll just take it in small chunks, ten yeah. bucks here, ten bucks there. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, just to have the action. Cappy's dime is ten dollars. But I can't believe it. I mean, come on, you're up by ten with with four seconds to go. Kicking that field goal had nothing to do with winning that game. Well, Cappy, the, this is the wave you got to ride. If you're if you're going to take this seventy bucks and parlay it into a gambling <laughs> career, like these are the these are the ebbs and flows, man, that you got to be able to ride out. Yeah. Hey, speaking of ebbs and flows, listen. Um, if you're a USC football fan, you had the weekend off, but let me tell you something, USC fans. We better all together root for Coach Prime and Colorado when they play Oregon this weekend. I'm going to explain why it's so important for USC fans to face Colorado when they're unbeaten. We'll get to that story coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. I love Three's Company. Oh, I was a massive Three's Company fan, Cappy. Everybody always loved Suzanne Summers, but I was super into Joyce DeWitt. Well, she would have been happy to hear you say that because it was very well known that she didn't like all the attention uh, given towards Chrissy. Well, I mean, Suzanne Summers was like, you know, the buxom blonde, you know what I mean? She like was uh she just radiated, but I don't know, man. I liked uh, Joyce DeWitt. I liked the the brunette. Well, that's cute, the short hair. I like that. I was going to say like Joyce DeWitt is an attractive lady who under most circumstances would have been talked up more as attractive except she happened to be on this show with Suzanne Summers who became this total breakout like you said, blonde bombshell. Yep. So I can see why that would get irritated. Like it ended up making her being presented as more of like the, you know, the less attractive roommate. Yeah, right. And and I I always also loved the neighbors downstairs when Don Knotts played. Was it Mr. Furley? Mr. Furley. Yeah, love Don Knotts. I I actually years ago when I was doing some stringer work for ESPN the magazine, I got mm-hmm. sent to some Disney junket to talk. You know, because ESPN Disney that connection mm-hmm. to talk with all these different shows that were doing like uh, some type of press tour thing and just i was asking like a bunch of like standard sports questions gathering up their responses and one of the shows that i did was eight rules about dating my teenage daughter whatever whatever that show was with john ritter mm-hmm. and katie seagal he was incredibly nice eight, eight simple rules right eight simple rules he was so funny and w- kept derailing this interview because he was so funny making everyone laugh finally at one point katie seagal was like John, let him do the interview. Like, he clearly has to ask these questions. Like, stop screwing around. That show was I'm, so good. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, no, screw around. It's great. I don't care. <laughs> he, oh, he, he, he was, like, master physical comedian. Just the best. Wow. And, uh, I mean, so far, Chris has hit us today with uh, James Gandolfini and now John Ritter. I know. Legends. Wow. All right. Hey, um, I was saying before the break, Andy, that if you're a USC football fan, you need to, this week, be rooting for Colorado and Coach Prime 
when they take on Oregon. Okay? So work with me on this for a second. First of all, Coach Prime, my man, I am all in. I've been all in from the day you took that job. I never thought Colorado was the place, but I didn't realize it. I, I didn't see it the way he saw it. It didn't matter where he went. It didn't matter if it was Colorado or if it was Buffalo. He was taking with him what he was doing at Jackson State, which he couldn't quite do at Jackson State. But if he, if he brought it to the big stage, he could do it. So what, what's happened here with Coach Prime is that he has become a pop culture phenomenon. He's not a football phenomenon. And the way I judge that, Andy, is I got a girlfriend that couldn't care less about Colorado football, let alone any college football of any kind. And on Saturday night, we sat there watching this game because she's all in on the story. Watched the first week against TCU, then sat there to watch Nebraska, and then said, wait, Colorado, Colorado State on Saturday night? I got to know what's going on. So what you're basically saying is that Deion Sanders is an event unto himself, similar to the way Thursday night football is also an event, and it has a this new is home, this is Cappy. Incredible. I know. Amazing. Truly I know. amazing. It really is. And it's the 909 Sports Bar at Yamava Resort and Casino. Join producer Lindsay Baseball and the 710 Fun and Games Department every Thursday for a party party oh party and Lindsay will be giving away $1,000 every Thursday night. This Thursday night from 4 to 7 p.m. at the 909 Sports Bar. Win cash and watch football with producer Lindsay. Again, it's an event like Deion Sanders, who was a human event. I mean, Deion Sanders this weekend, not only did I stick around to watch that entire game, that was brilliantly done, Andy. Thank you. Not only did I stick around to watch that entire game on Saturday night, that meant I didn't leave my house. I didn't get off the couch. I wasn't going out. There was no dinner. There was no bar. There was no club. There was no band. There was no dancing. Dude, Saturday night is prime night, okay? So there I am sitting there watching Coach Prime. And, dude... Everybody wants a piece of this thing. I mentioned last week ESPN moved their headquarters from Bristol, Connecticut to Boulder, Colorado. Everybody in in the house on Saturday night. And it's a crazy, crazy game. And Colorado State, for all these unsportsmanlike penalties and all these 15-yarders, dude, they're winning this game. They they punt the ball down to the two-yard line. There's 98 yards and a minute and change, and Shador Sanders comes out and runs the two-minute perfectly, not only scores the touchdown but the two-point conversion, goes into overtime, wins the game. Un-freaking believable. And then on Sunday night, Andy, I'm sitting around watching 60 Minutes. It wasn't because I was waiting to, to learn about the unrest in Israel. It was because I was waiting to hear what Coach Prime was going to say. No, he, he has become the biggest story in sports right now. And it's it's amazing, too, because Deion Sanders has been such a high-profile guy for so long, and he has this brand that he has maintained for, like, decades at this point. It's basically been the same brand since, like, the U back in Miami to where we are now. You would think at some point people would be sick of it or, oh, like, it would have grown be sick. stale. People are, are going to be very upset with you right now. People are going to be very upset. Why? Because the U was the rival to Florida State. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Florida State. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad, I, y'all. I my remember. Bad. I, my bad, I y'all. do remember. I am I am old enough to remember Dion at FSU <laughs> just mixing up my uh, yeah. my schools. But, 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 here, but here's the thing. He's a phenomenon. He makes my girlfriend sit on the couch on Saturday night. And I know that's my example, but come on. The story has become overwhelming. 
I literally watched 60 minutes last night. Andy, I haven't seen 60 minutes on television in 15 <laughs> years. And it wasn't because, you know, Zelensky from the Ukraine was on. I wanted to see that story, too. But I wouldn't have watched it. If it wasn't for, for primetime Sanders, I would not have watched it, which leads me to this. Dude, 60 minutes could have been canceled by now, and I would have had no idea. No idea. No idea. But Prime was on it last night, and I'll tell you right now, I guarantee you a complete revival. Here's the thing. If you're a USC fan, you should be rooting for Colorado this week to go to Oregon and win that game. Here's why. Because you see, these sidelines are now littered with celebrities. Lil Wayne, um, other rappers who I don't know who they are, but they're interviewing these guys, and I guess I should know who they are. Yeah, there was one, I'm trying to find this guy's name. There was one guy, I'm like, I have literally no idea who this is. I feel so incredibly old yeah right now he, i don't remember his name but okay I i'm looking up right now celebrities at the colorado say keep talking i'm gonna dude, see if i can find dude, this guy Kawhi leonard's in the house um uh the rock is in the house master p okay here's the, the guy yeah key glock oh i never heard of that guy. not a like clue a, i don't that? know who key glock is. not a like offset i don't know any offset. of offset's music offset. but I, wait hold I, on laura do you know who key glock is no okay i'm aware offset? of the existence of offset key glock Nah, I don't not know. a clue. That's enough for me, bro. But yeah. Offset, you got to know. No, yeah, I didn't know Offset, who offset Nicki was. Minaj's guy, right? I didn't know. Uh, I made the same Nicki bad Minaj. joke. No, he was just coming at Nicki Minaj's man about something or oh. something. Oh, I was like, because I was going to say, to me, I made the same bad dad joke that Mark Jones made during the broadcast. Like, Offset, we've got offsetting penalties, as a matter of fact, right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But here's the thing you know, um, Colorado, nobody paid attention to Colorado. Why would anybody ever pay attention to Colorado? Now, Colorado football is the hottest thing going in America. By the way, when USC plays Colorado in two weeks, you know what time that game kicks off? 9 a.m. 9 in the morning. What is that? Do you not want people on the East Coast? I mean, it's noon, but dude, give it to them at 5 o'clock at night, 7 o'clock at night. But here's the thing. It goes back to this. Everybody's on the Colorado bandwagon, myself included. But when they play USC, come on, we're all going to be rooting for USC but what about all those celebrities? What about all those celebrities that show up at USC games and they act like they're Trojan fans, and now all of a sudden they're all a bunch of Colorado Buffalo fans, and now USC and Colorado are undefeated and they play against each other? Okay, this is gonna. This is interesting. What you're basically bringing up is there's going to be a loyalty test. Because I can promise you, like Will Ferrell, Snoop, like some of these guys who have been staples at USC for decades, they're not going to turn in, in a matchup against Colorado. I can promise you, like... Those two guys are going to stay with USC. But if there are some celebrities who, you know, have gone back and forth or, you know, kind of treat this thing the way LeBron treats sports teams to root for, where, you know, he's got like five NFL teams, five baseball teams, like that's where it could get a little bit sticky. Like who is Key Glock going to root for? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Who does, who does Offset root for? Well, we know Offset. Offset is definitely sticking with Colorado. Lil well, Wayne, he's sticking with Colorado. You, the Rock, Rock's sticking with Colorado. But I think The Rock has been – to USC games before. I don't know if he has or he hasn't. All I know is this. You're right. It's going to be a test of loyalty because for every celebrity that has now jumped on the Colorado bandwagon, it's all cute until they play USC. So here's what we should want, USC fans. You should want Colorado to beat Oregon this Saturday so that when, when Colorado plays USC on September 30th at 9 a.m. in the morning, USC brings the noise. And so, USC is, is, is where the, the shine goes off 
of of the of the Colorado program because it was this close against Colorado State, pal. This close. It's gonna you be feel me. Partner? It's gonna be really really fun. Like it's just going to be an event. Assuming, by the way, Colorado keeps winning. Right. Because they, they got to keep winning. If Oregon wins this game this weekend, it it just will take the shine off that game just that much. Or if Oregon blows them out, it's one thing. If if Colorado has a close loss to Oregon, that's one thing. If Oregon blows them out. That does take some of the event out of this. Yeah, no doubt. All right, stick around, everybody. Um, just really getting through this first hour, but coming up next, oh, can I just enjoy my Tennessee Titans and their victory over the former San Diego Chargers, currently of Costa Mesa, acting like they're from Los Angeles? Can I please gloat on that? Hashtag never forget. Right. Stick around. Andy's in for Sidano. This Shidano. is Sidano and Cap on 710 ESPN.